There are so many topics that we could have fit into this episode for the top three sport headlines of the week, but one of them includes a all-pro former wide receiver in the NFL that is destroying an arena football team. What? This is the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's get to it. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the show, everybody. I, again, am Neil Maligno. I appreciate you for joining me, as always, here at Rival Fantasy Sports. This is brought to you by RivalFantasySports.com or Rival Fantasy Sports app. It is an app where you can play daily fantasy sports, all different types of styles, from challenges to fantasy book to fantasy bingo. That's right. You heard me. You never heard of fantasy bingo till right now, correct? Find out what it's all about, RivalFantasy.com, or just search Rival Fantasy Sports on your smartphone today. Download the app and check it all out. Let's get into the headlines of the week. You know there's nowhere else I'm going to start than the NFL draft, which we st- we talked about this last week. We talked about it leading into the NFL draft. All the crazy rumors, all the smoke screens, all the stories, players' value going up, player value going down. Here we are. It's done. It's complete. Let's bring it up on the screen so we can talk about this. Actually, let's go a little more full screen for you guys. Bryce Young went number one overall. I feel like this was the obvious route. CJ Stroud actually went number two, and this is where all the smoke screen stuff started coming in right around pick two here. Because pick one, it was a little outlandish, but you know, the Will Levis storyline is what I'm talking about. Let's just we'll get to that in a second. But Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. Yes, the Texans traded back up into the first round to get Will Anderson. Anthony Richardson ended up going number four to the Colts, and then Devon Witherspoon went number five. Kind of a surprise pick to people. Paris Johnson went number six. The Raiders went with Tyree Wilson, defensive end. Bajon Robinson was a Falcons pick at number eight. Jalen Carter went number nine to the Eagles. And to round out the top 10, Darnell Wright went to the Bears. So this is how the top 10 shook out. If we just, you know, continue to look down there, some of the, in terms of like, I wouldn't say any surprises, I guess. Christian Gonzalez falling to the Patriots is perfect for the Patriots, right, at 17. I think he definitely went further down than we thought he would. Uh, nobody expected that. Then a few wide receivers started going here. And for those who are involved in fantasy and DFS, you care about stuff like this. You got, um, you know, JSN going to the Seahawks, Quentin Johnson going to the Chargers. They like big, strong, physical wide receivers there. They, they got a certain mold, and they draft them every single time. He's going to be an interesting uh, pairing with uh, Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams. That'll be you know interesting to see. I guess they figure you know more weapons to keep up with you know the Chiefs and trying to win the Super Bowl here. Give give Herbert some more weapons. Zay Flowers went to the Ravens. Obviously, I mean they're just going to try to load up that offense at this point for Lamar Jackson. Jordan Addison went to the Vikings, and that was where the uh, wide receiver run ended. A lot of edge guys, defensive tackles here around at the end of the draft. It was it was a fun draft, right? And this is a draft going into it that a lot of people felt like there wasn't a ton of, you know, top end talent. Like they felt like it goes from really really good to just eh, okay, really talented, great, but not the elite level, right? They felt like that tapered off really quick. And so it's no surprise to see those guys go at the top of the draft. You know, you you heard a lot of people thinking quarterbacks won't go this early. This won't be this many quarterbacks. It's never this many quarterbacks. But in this case, it was a lot of the quarterbacks. The only thing that didn't happen quarterback-wise was the whole Will Levis watching him free fall out of the first round. You had to had the cameras keep panning to him. Here he is dropping and dropping and dropping. He actually didn't show up 
to the second day of the draft. But as we look here, the second day of the draft is where he actually was drafted. Uh, he got drafted by the Titans, who had an interesting draft, uh, to say the least, with a couple of their prospects that they drafted. Michael Mayer went to the Raiders. A couple of tight ends there, you know, start off the, off the uh, second round. Joey Porter, I love Joey Porter, so that was a good pick by the Steelers. He was another guy who, you know, many didn't expect to fall out of the first round. He'll be motivated by it. His dad played in the NFL. He played for the Steelers. This isn't going to be a, a big problem for him, but it may be a motivating factor for him. We'll see how that goes. Jonathan Mingo went to the Panthers to try to help out Bryce Young and that offense. Some other uh, players here. Let's see what else we got. Jaden Reed to the Packers. They finally draft a wide receiver somewhat early. Now they got a couple of young wide receivers for Jordan Love, right? I mean, we think about Romeo, Watson, Reed in there. So they got some some decent young weapons there. And Marvin Mims, you know, rounded out the second round. It, it was just a, again, really, really, really top-heavy, you know, group at the top but outside of that top group i think you're getting a lot of value you know throughout the different rounds i'm interested to see how some of these quarterbacks you know end up handing out for some of these teams just because in terms of you know you had you have the top end quarterbacks but i think you know the hendon hookers of the world are interested you know to see how how they develop you know how quickly they get a chance it, it was a weird spot for them to go right like the lions is a weird spot for hooker to go to especially when you consider the fact that they may resign golf for longer. And if you do resign golf for longer, why did you draft an older quarterback? And I say older in terms of like as prospects coming out, hooker is considered an older quarterback. It kind of annoys me in terms of as a hooker fan, you know, that sounds crazy. If people are out of context on this as a Hendon hooker fan, it's, it, it seems crazy, but Jake Hayner went to the saints. Funny that he's gonna be backing up Derek Carr. I think that's a really cool storyline. O'Connell went to the Raiders as a Raider fan. I ne we needed a young quarterback. I'll take it at that point. I'll take any young quarterback to develop. You know how the Raiders are like to develop, you know, quarterbacks. Josh McDaniels, that's what he does. I won't say the Raiders. Josh McDaniels likes to develop quarterbacks. And so that'll be an interesting one to see what he does with it. And, you know, overall, again, not a lot of headlines or storylines come out of that draft. Lots of decent amount of trades, especially that Texans one early on. It really set the tone. It was like, okay, we didn't see that one coming. And 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 it's I see someone mentioned that it was like the GM getting his quarterback and the head coach getting his defensive player. I'm not crazy about the trade to be honest with you. I wouldn't be happy if my team did it, but I understand. You know, they're looking to rejuvenate this team. They probably feel we got the two best players in the draft, which is. Technically possible. I'd love to see how Anthony Richardson plays out for the Colts. I'm really excited for Anthony Richardson. But overall, just in, in the grand scheme of things, the draft wasn't, I don't want to say lackluster, but it just didn't have a lot of a lot of splashes happening or a lot of, you know, headlines and narratives and storylines. I think the Will Levis thing going in was one of the biggest headlines and going out, one of the biggest headlines, right? A lot of feel-good stories, a lot of great stuff. Um, you've seen Vaughn with the Cowboys and he get to, you know, he got to draft his son. That was pretty cool. So stuff like that is always, and it happens almost every draft where there's some cool heart, you know, heartwarming, heartfelt moment. We'll see how all these guys play, play out. I think if you're, if we're talking about fantasy and we're talking about DFS, Rashawn Robinson to the Falcons makes things, you know, really interesting there in terms of the Falcons love to run the ball. Their head coach has a very strong history of running the ball a ton, you know, Gibbs, in Detroit, I like it even more after they traded Swift. Before they traded Swift, it was kind of confusing. You're like, what is going on here with the, with the Lions? Why are they drafting a running back at 12? Even not, you know, even with Swift or not, drafting running backs early is always questionable for a lot of people because they feel like they're easily replaceable. 
They, you know, fade quicker than other positions. You know, Gibbs should do good in, in Detroit. If I'm drafting today, I would likely pay the Gibbs price before I would pay the, the Bajan price. Just that's just how I'm, you know, where I'm at with it. Overall, if you're going into your fantasy drafts, who who are you excited about of the rookies? If you're going into a fantasy football draft today, which one of these rookies really gets you excited? It doesn't have to be one of the top, you know, early drafted rookies. It could be a guy who got drafted in the middle of the rounds that you feel is a sleeper that you want to get in all your leagues. Let us know in the comments before we jump off of this topic. Let us know in the comments who your favorite rookie drafted for fantasy purposes is, whether it's, you know, daily fantasy sports or fantasy football, who you feel like you're going to use, you're going to, you know, draft them, you're going to end up putting them in your in your DFS lineups, whatever the case is, let us know which rookie on offense you're most excited about. Again, I love, you know, chopping this stuff up with you guys and discussing with you guys and seeing, you know, who you guys are really into in terms of from a fantasy football perspective. Those conversations probably get the most, uh, you know, interesting in the comments. So definitely drop that there. We will move on to topic number two. And you know we weren't going to leave this episode without talking about the NBA playoffs, right? That's not happening. That's not possible. Because, again, just as I spoke about last week, the NBA playoffs is giving me an awesome product right now. It is the most exciting sport happening right now. Obviously, all sports aren't going right now, Neil. Football isn't playing right now. I hear you, but still, NBA playoffs has been exciting. If you've been watching, if you've been following along, if you haven't, you've been missing out. But let's go ahead and bring up the uh, current brackets. Nuggets and the Suns, that series, the, the Nuggets are already up 2-0. Warriors and Lakers, Lakers are up 1-0. They just won last night as of this recording. Heat, Knicks tied up 1-1. Last game, no Jimmy Butler for the Heat. That definitely had, you know, play in this. And then 76ers versus Celtics, Philly's up 1-0. These are some fun series. These are some really good series. Even the series where, like, you know, the Nuggets are are, are smacking the, the Suns right now 2-0. It's still two really good teams, lots of all-stars, lots of great players involved. Will the Nuggets sweep the Suns? I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on the NBA playoffs just because there's so much still to play out here. This is very early in their series. But the Nuggets being up 2-0 is kind of, you know, it's interesting. I wouldn't have, expect, I wouldn't have bet, you know, that that would take place. I would bet that the Nuggets would win the series, but I would just not expect them to go down. The Suns go down so early 2-0 to this team. Just because they got Kevin Durant, they got Booker, they got Chris Paul, they got a really good team, man. So, like, to go down 2-0, not even put up a 1-1 fight <laughs> is a little surprising, but I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised, right? The Nuggets are arguably the best team in the league right now. We'll see how it ends up going. We'll, you know, we'll see how it plays out. The Warriors-Lakers series is by far my favorite series of all of them, of course, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond, AD. This is just a real, you know, D'Angelo Russell. This is just a really fun series for me. I, I love it. It's getting all the fanfare it should. Two, you know, Cali teams, two of the most, you know, I would say most popular West Coast teams, two of the most popular out there. Some of the most player, you know, most popular players in the league. This This game is just fun. Jordan Poole was getting some crap for that shot that he took at the end of the game, that three from, you know, way back, way back. He might, he could have been sitting in the seats. He could have got himself a front row seat from where he was shooting from, basically. But, hey, I'm here for it. He was wide open. This is Jordan Poole. This is the Warriors. They do stuff like this all game long. Let's not, let's not like, front about this. All game long, the Warriors take shots like that, <laughs> and they make them. More and more ridiculous shots than that. So that's not crazy to me. Honestly, I'm not mad at him for taking that shot. The Heat versus Knicks, like I said, Jimmy Butler was out last game, so it's hard to say that the Heat might have been up 2-0 right now. Playoff Jimmy, 
playoff Jimmy Buckets, I, 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 I would kind of predict them to be up 2-0 right now the way he's been playing. But, again, they're running into a team that is technically finished the season as the higher seed. The Knicks have been fun this year. They've been really you know able to fight back and and kind of you know keep this playoff run going. How long will they go? Well, this series, I don't know. We don't know when Jimmy Butler's coming back, but this series might go down. You know, all seven games. And then 76ers Celtics. We haven't seen a lot. Obviously, it's been just one game. However, it should be a good series. This is number you know two and three seed. You know, veteran teams. A lot a lot of similarities. In, in, in those aspects, like veteran teams been there before, been to the playoffs plenty of times, you know, elite players in the league in between Embiid, Tatum, all these guys. So it just a, a, it's going to be a good basketball series. Harden, it's just going to be a really good, you know, level of basketball being played in that game. So just the NBA playoffs in general, again, I continue to reiterate that a fantastic product. The NBA playoffs have been fantastic. They have been exciting. They have everything, you know, happening that you're interested in from trending moments, viral moments, things for, the, you know, the young fans, the, the older fans, fans from all different coasts, big markets, you know, not, I don't want to say there's not really any small market teams here. You know, I guess I don't think you consider Phoenix or Denver small markets necessarily, but in comparison to LA, New York, Miami, all, all but it, you know, it's very popular teams, very popular players that are still in the playoffs. So this is just a fun overall sport right now. It's been really great. Some drama, you know, a little bit of drama, not too much drama, but some drama just to keep things interesting. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I love talking about it. I love having conversations with people, you know, when I see them out about their favorite team here that's still in the playoffs, or obviously I'm in South Florida. So the Miami Heat are all the talk, of course, all the rave, big play Jimmy. <laughs> he's he's going to be talking about down here in general. This is an exciting group. The fact that you still got the Warriors playing, you still got the Lakers playing. It's fun to see Jokic and the Nuggets still playing just because everyone gives, you know, them crap, you know, for the two MVPs. And and we'll talk about in a second here how he did not win three in a row, which NBA fans can all breathe a sigh of relief. Nikola did not win a third MVP. Relax, everybody. Relax. Relax. And, And to stay on that topic again. Uh, Joel Embiid did win the the MVP, which I think is cool. This is the cool moment where it was announced. Obviously, he was excited. This was good to see. Embiid got his first MVP win. This is him hearing about it with his teammates. It all around good stuff, right? Like he deserved it. There's no question about that. No one can debate it. Nobody can argue it. Can you debate other guys up there with him? Of course. That's why it comes down to this voting. But I'm happy for him. Looks like he was crying here. His teammates were clearly very happy for him. So shout out to him. The other funny storyline coming out of basketball is the Memphis Grizzlies here from Shams. Memphis Grizzlies have informed pending free agent Dylan Brooks that he will not be brought back under any circumstances. Any circumstances. This set Twitter on fire. This set social media on fire. This set NBA fans on fire. This was a hilarious moment. If you haven't yet, Get on Twitter, whatever social media platform you use. Look up Dylan Brooks in your search, and you're going to find the most hilarious memes, gifs, gifs, whatever you want to call them, all the funny videos. This is just funny. And I'm not saying it's funny because, I mean, again, it's Dylan Brooks. It's a man's job. I'm not laughing at his, you know, he's going to have an opportunity still. It's not like he's going to be out of the league. It's not like he's not going to have an opportunity to still perform and make money. It's just funny because of the whole 
situation with how he's approached teams and players and caused all these dramas and these feuds with LeBron and Draymond Green and all these things. And it's funny because when you go back to that video from Draymond's podcast where he was breaking down Draymond, I mean, uh, Dylan Brooks comments about, you know, I don't know why he's, I don't know why Draymond's so popular, you know, in Golden State. Da, da, da. And, and Draymond literally says in the video, I don't know why you're so, I don't know why you're so popular or why, I don't know why Memphis likes you so much or does Memphis even like you? And now <laughs> here we are. Clearly they don't. Right. And I don't know. I mean, obviously we don't know the, the full story in terms of why this is happening. I'm assuming it's, you know, they're cutting costs. They don't think he's worth whatever he's going to try to ask for, or they don't want the headache that comes with it. Maybe some players on the team, you know, expressed that they don't, they don't want Dylan Brooks to return John Morant. Maybe who knows, right. It'll be interesting to see what he says, what players on the team say, because they're certainly going to be questioned about it and just where he ends up next. Like what kind of team is going to want his services what kind of team is going to want a player like Dylan Brooks? Like who's going to, who, who's going to, who, who's going to sign up for a Dylan Brooks experience, basically, which team is going to say, we want this player who, yes, he's, you know, pretty good on defense. Okay. On offense brings energy to the team, brings a certain attitude to the team, but do we want that player? Do we want the guy who also causes fights with superstars who doesn't really seem to have respect for the guys like LeBron James, like Draymond Green, who have earned their stripes, do we want that player? Do we have a veteran enough team that can handle that, you know, personality that can handle what comes with that? Maybe that's what the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, juggled with and decided on. Hey, we don't want this for our young team. We already have the John Morant issues. We already have a growth and maturity issue on this team. We don't really need a guy like Dylan Brooks causing more distractions. That could that could be entirely what happened here. I would not be surprised, and I'm I'm not mad at that. There, there is going to be a team at some point that's willing to take on that. It's just not clearly the Memphis Grizzlies. And, the, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Dylan Brooks will be fine. The Grizzlies will be fine. Before we move on to topic number three, headline number three, I do want to ask you in the comments, drop down below, would you want your favorite team to sign Dylan Brooks? I'm a Magic fan, Orlando Magic. I would not want a Dylan Brooks on the team. I don't need a Dylan Brooks. We don't need one. We got plenty of players at his position that are just fine. But if your team was going to sign Dylan Brooks, would you be happy? Would you be mad? Do you want this type of player on the team? Do you think there's a lot of value there? Do you think the value outweighs the negative aspect of it, the distracting aspect of it? Or would your rather your favorite team not sign a Dylan Brooks? Let's move over to topic number three. I had to squeeze this one in. You guys know I love me a good story. I love me a good narrative. And this brings it. Dove Kleiman says, since Antonio Brown brought the arena football team in Albany, it has illegally used NFL footage for commercials. It hasn't paid players and coaches. It locked out players out of hotel rooms. Players have quit or been suspended, including last season's MVP. Not sure if you guys remember seeing the uh, the video clip of Antonio Brown in the field also. That was at, that was at the arena football game that he owned. And the like staff was trying to you know, kick him off the field, basically usher him off the field. And he was like, I own this team. I'm the owner of this team. Even they look like they didn't even know who he was or, or whether he was just Antonio Brown and not an owner of the team. It was a really weird situation. Just seeing that was very puzzling, very confusing to me. Now it makes more sense. Now it makes more sense. It says here, Antonio Brown is accused of not paying his arena football team coaches and players. As a result of not getting paid, the head coach and players have quit, including the reigning league MVP. Brown also locked disgruntled players out of hotel rooms by not giving them keys. This is a mess. It's a real mess. It's, it's crazy. And like 
are we surprised it's Antonio Brown? We're not surprised. And is there any player who has fallen further from, you know, their stature, their status, their earned accomplishments than Antonio Brown in the recent years? Like, I cannot think of anybody who has gone more crazy in terms of, you know, one thing after another with issues, right? Like some guys get in trouble. They get in a little, they get an off the field issue or they, you know, they get an off the field issue. They disappear. They go away. They're dealing with it from a legal standpoint or they end up in some drama, some, 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 you know, league drama, whatever the case may be. But with Antonio Brown, it's over and over and over, right? Like it's on the field problems. It's, you know, organizational problems. It's life problems. It's family problems. It's Antonio Brown leaking stuff and, I shouldn't say it like that. It's Antonio Brown leaking footage or, um, you know, private information that people shouldn't see, the public shouldn't see. It's things like this where he buys a f- arena football team and then absolutely destroys it and burns it to the ground. Antonio Brown is a mess. He's, I don't know if he's, what's going on here? I don't know what's going on here. I can't figure it out. There could be mental health issues for sure. Very Kanye West-like in that aspect where, you know, people like the person, they're charming or they're, or they're, you know, super successful at their craft, whether it's music, football, whatever it is, smart individuals. And then they have all these issues. They have all these problems and they can be caused by many different things, right? It could be how they were brought up. It could be mental health issues. It could be um, insecurity issues. There can be so many things at play when it comes to, you know, why someone, you know, flips a script and just completely almost feels like they changed who they were unless there was people protecting them around them the whole time, like holding them down, you know, protecting them from the public in terms of making decisions like this. I don't know what's Antonio Brown's case. However, it's sad to see. It's sad to see that, you know, it's turned to something like this. Hopefully Antonio Brown figures it out, man. Hopefully he gets the help he needs to, you know, absolve himself of of issues like this. Cause this is, you know, unfortunate to see. And, And who knows, maybe new headlines will come out. We'll see. I'm just going off of the current headlines. This basically just happened today. So if anything new comes out, we'll update it. I am curious. I mean, what are your thoughts on Antonio Brown? What has caused the, you know, swing from really great football player, a football player that anybody would want on their team, super productive, you know, championship caliber, you know, if if stayed the course, Hall of Fame potential numbers, that just like top of his craft. What causes someone like Antonio Brown to go from that status to just, you know, flip the script and go all the way the other way? What what causes that? Curious what you guys think about it. Curious if you guys think it's fixable or if it's just who he is. It's just something that unless, you know, someone gets a hold of him and can really help him bring it, you know, wrangle it in, it might just be who he is, right? Like, it might just be the case. Guys, before we go, I want to remind you about rival fantasy in case you haven't signed up yet you can go to rivalfantasy.com you can play challenges like you see here on the screen kyle gibson versus seth lugo someone has placed a 25 dollars bet on kyle gibson's side you can then come over here click seth lugo and put whatever amount you want to put for seth lugo and you would make the bet if you don't like the uh bet you see in front of you you can of course uh skip the challenge that's totally your choice as well there's plenty of challenges available the cool thing here is not only does the system generate these challenges, you can also create your own challenges by going into the system and picking the player you want. Tobias Harris versus Blake Griffin. <laughs> We're just doing things. We're just having fun. Continue. You pick the size you want. You put the amount you want. You submit it, and then you share it. 
You can share it directly to like a friend or a family member's text messages. You can share it and copy the link directly onto like Twitter, for instance, and just see who picks up your challenge. You could do it that way. We have season long coming soon to Rival Fantasy, hopefully right before the NFL season kicks off. We have Fantasy Bingo, a very unique game to the daily fantasy sport landscape. This is, you know, unique to Rival Fantasy. You basically get a bingo card when you buy it. You set up your roster that you think would fill in this card. You're trying to get, obviously, like bingo. You're trying to get a line vertically or horizontally or right across diagonal, right across the middle. You can even get all four corners. There's all different kinds of ways to win. You pick the players you want that you think can hit these attributes. And then, of course, we got Fantasy Book, which is a similar, you know, over-under that you might be familiar with if you play DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports. You pick a couple of players. You pick over or under on fantasy points, bet the amount you want to put down there, and you see the um, you know the output. The more players you put on there, you can mix sports. So you can put uh, Shohei on there. You can put Max Scherzer on there. Do some over-unders on them. And again, you see your payout be affected by the amount of players you choose, you know, you choose to use, basically. And again, that's RivalFantasy.com. Go check it out. Use the promo code RIVAL and you will activate a $50 loss protection. So you go in there, you make a deposit of 50 bucks. Then you go on to a game. Well, you don't have to deposit 50. You deposit what you want. But up to $50, you go on there. Say you go to, let's just say challenges. You pick your player. You put $50 on them. If you lose that challenge, that first challenge that you do with the, with the after you made the deposit, we will automatically protect that up to 50 bucks. So even if it's just 20 bucks that you bet and you lost the 20 bucks, we will uh, protect that $20 for you. And again, that's promo code RIVAL, R-I-V-A-L. Other than that, that is it for me today, guys. If you want to listen on Apple Podcasts, you prefer to listen sometimes to the show, maybe you're at work, maybe you can't actually watch, you're driving in a car, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those locations. If you've been watching the show and you're not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It means the world to us. And again, it helps us, you know, with the YouTube algorithm. We want people to know that they need to get this in front of them. So please do that. And again, RivalFantasy.com is the website. Use the promo code RIVAL. If you're looking for it on your smartphone, search Rival Fantasy Sports, and it will for sure come up for you. That is it today. I am Neil. This is Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're out. Oh, 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 oh,